self-aware of unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, the Tribe, and we don't try to think about the Browns very much. But if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things, you have come to the right place. In New York, this is world champion Pat McMenamin from San Francisco. I am joined by fellow world champion Matt Youngner. Say hello, champion. Hey, champ. How you doing, buddy? I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. I mean, last Better than I thought I'd be doing, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I gotta say. Somehow. Better than I thought I'd be doing. But, so, wait, hold on. I'm trying to, trying to, trying to get back to where we are on the podcast. So last time we, we potted, uh, we promised that we would come back uh, in the unlikely event that the Cavs were somehow facing elimination in round one versus the Pacers. So... Jesus, but we're facing elimination right now. We're still round one. This is kind of like round one, Maddie. Yeah, we sort of blew that one, didn't we? Uh, uh, oh, wait. So you're saying? So you're saying we we, we didn't blow? Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we, <laughs> I don't know what happened, Maddie. We kind of just um... we got weird schedules. You were traveling. I was traveling. You got this work thing that's jamming everybody up. Yeah, five thirty in the morning is, is 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 rough for East Coast West Coast uh, times to pod. Uh, well, if that ever changes, maybe that'll that'll help our uh, our podcasting schedule. Um, but yeah, it's tough because I gotta say we we missed potting through like I gotta say like from a beginning to end standpoint from a round by round by round thing like that was the greatest like Cavs playoff run I've ever seen in terms of like super exciting games like I was a wreck most nights. It all, I mean, it made, it made my job performance suffer because how late I was up every night. And I need like an hour after every single game for a whole like two months. Uh, I had an hour after every single game just to, just to decompress so I can go to sleep. It was it was the topsiest, turviest of any of their runs, right? Right. For sure. I, mean, I, I think the first one would come closest. But even then, after the injuries in the Chicago series, we sort of sailed and things got wild in the finals. Mm-hmm. But now that's hampered by... The fact that with this, even with the injuries in 15, this felt like the lowest seat. Like, I never had any illusion that we were going to win the finals. No shit. I mean, this is very much like the 2007 run, uh, where you had some like super yes. career, legendary defining moments, exciting series, uh, uh, exhilarating moments. But then, of course, you kind of knew it was, you know, yes, it was, there was, there was a, bloodbath waiting in the finals uh, and that was us arriving ahead of uh, our time and lebron pulling a team that wasn't ready for the finals yet into the finals mm-hmm. and this is the uh this is the other end of the life cycle yeah this is lebron dragging the uh shrapnel and shreds of what was left of uh, dan gilbert's uh, uh i don't know the carcass of a franchise yeah that's right what it feels like but dan gilbert uh, I lay all this at the feet of Dan Gilbert. We can get into that a little more later. Uh, all right, so quick, quick rundown on the podcast today. Uh, it's all cows today. The, the tribe and the well, Browns can always wait. <laughs> I don't know, Patty. I'm starting to get excited. Let's not talk about that. All right, well, we'll leave that for another day. Uh, but the tribe will wait for another day as well. Uh, we're going to spend the first half of this though, go looking back at that incredible playoff run. I think the world is ready. Seems poised to already forget how incredible that run was. Think about Maddie. Eight forty-point games. 
that has only been done one other time in history. And I think it was by Jerry West. Um, so you and Patty, when you say how incredible that run was, you really just mean how incredible that LeBron one run was. <laughs> this is all basically about LeBron. <laughs> As a team, eh, eh. I mean, I want to give some love to Kevin Love and a lot of other players uh, who, who, who came through. Other guys kind of came and went. You know, they, they had their moments, but they weren't consistent when we needed them. Uh, you know, that was the story of the Cavs. But LeBron was the one constant. And, I mean, uh, incredible constant. Can't believe it. Every single night. His, his down nights were 27 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds. Yeah. Like, those were his worst nights. That's incredible. Absolutely amazing. 23 games of the broken hand. Jesus. Um, so we're going to talk about that stuff first and go through that series since we've totally missed the entire playoffs in the podcast. Uh, then we'll talk a bit about the finals uh, and that corny team of front runners. Uh, and then we'll finally get into the what's next for LeBron and what it means to the Cavs. Um, so, Maggie, let's start off with the Pacers series, round one. Uh, oh, boy. Jeez, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, unexpectedly so. Again, for the math alone. I, I just thought the math meant that, that you know, it would be tough fought, probably tough tight but our three-point shooting would uh, make it impossible for them to win but they kept hitting three-point shots and we kept missing um but let's start with the kill list who 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 was who was your kill list from that team um I, I gotta cast my mind back a little bit and put my heart back into that state and that was a great kill list series because it was tough close hard-fought game I was two great kill list series and two two ones that were a little difficult for the kill list I think Dude, I, just, um, I don't know that most of those guys I like I like we said that going in. Remember going into yeah. the series, we did the preview of the kill list. It's yeah, no. like, well, Lance, of course, but then who are we really going to hate? But Pat, Pat, like life in Jurassic Park, here in the <laughs> Maddie and Patty podcast, hate always finds a way. Hate finds a way. Uh, and uh, I believe Bojan Bogdanovic uh, really emerged as someone oh, hate in that series. I mean, I mean, uh, here are some of the the qualities. Obviously, yeah, it has to. Has to play well and hurt you. Uh, uh, you know, for example, uh, I I couldn't really hate uh, at the end of the day, uh, Lance because Lance I for the most I wanted him out there. Oh, yeah. he was plus for us every time he was out there. He got us back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> he would he would oblige us with terrible shots, terrible turnovers, and blow it on the other end. Uh, I mean, it had, he certainly had his moments for sure. But oh, uh, he's hateable. Thing. But I agree with you. It has to be somebody who who also is is doing damage but out there for me. Bojan was the best three point shooter. Um, he played pretty good defense. It was in, on LeBron too. It was crazy. Very odd. But here's, I did not see that coming. Here's the other key factor. He's got that white guy fake tough guy thing. Yo, that is God. guaranteed to drive to boil me. Oh, oh God. God. Oh boy, does that make me mad? Here was the uh, other. Totally unexpected factor. He is a dead ringer for Billy Eichner. You know Billy? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Break me. I love Billy Eichner, but Billy Eichner's whole shtick is to be an obnoxious, like, like, uh, be, uh, be uh, annoying. It's a li- he's got a little bit of the frowning, sneering, arrogant douchebag kind of thing. So just remember that old John Lovitz character, annoying man. Yes, exactly. So there's a little bit of that there. Picture Billy Eichner as a very good NBA player, and holy shit, you want to murder that person. <laughs> yeah. The, Bear, bearing th- critical threes against your team. Oh, oh and then, God. And mean mugging with that fucking Billy Eichner face. God. Oh, my God. I hate his face. <laughs> he he really emerged. Um, I'm, actually looking, I'm, I'm actually looking at the rest of the roster. Right, I'm, Oladipo made me mad and starts and fits because he's got some, some shtick in him. Yeah, I remember when he was a rookie. He played in the rookie game and came out and sang 
New York, New York, because I think the All-Star game was in New York that year. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So he's got a little bit of that. It's like um, high school theater star <laughs> in him that is annoying yeah. to everybody, Pat. Uh, yes. Present company included. Uh, yes, I was the I was the exception. I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> star in high school. You walked amongst them, but you weren't really one of them, Patty. <laughs> we all know that. One foot in, one foot out. So there's a little bit of that, but I I, I, didn't, I didn't want to murder him in particular. I really feel like it was Bojan and Lance, and then I don't know. Is there anybody else for you no, that really Bojan, felt? Bojan was the only guy I wanted to kill. Miles uh, Turner, no. Thad Young was just murdering Kevin Love in that series, but I didn't, I didn't really get mad at him. No, exactly. Trevor Booker a little bit, maybe? I totally forgot who Trevor Booker is. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, a, he's a backup big that yeah. did a little damage. And preened, he just preened a little bit in a way that yeah, made me I mad. Sort of, I sort of vaguely remember that. Sabonis, no. No, nope, he was good. Yeah, it was, it was really... But holy shit, that, that series... Again, LeBron had the most ridiculous game winner I've ever seen. It was, it was the mirror of Jordan's shot in game five, the, the, the shot that, that I was there for in 1989 and, and cried all the way home from the Richfield Coliseum. Patty, I was there too. Don't cut me out of this history. That's right. That was like our, our little uh, uh, universe connection, uh, both being there and both crying all the way home. <laughs> uh, but then uh, uh, it was the exact same angle. Inbounding, except that Le- you know, LeBron a- added the level of difficulty of making an unnecessary uh, three-pointer there. But, but, yeah, totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. We're, we're only down one. <laughs> but it was a – no, we were tied, actually, right? We were tied. Yeah, yeah. But still, that was just, that was amazing. Uh, I, I Becca was up for that. I remember just screaming at the top of my lungs and tackling her. Like, that's like – we never got that moment uh, in the previous four years uh, until, you know, except the one that we saw in Game 7 2016. Uh – Right? No, that's not true. Do we have game winners? Yes, he hit the uh, against Chicago in the first run. Oh, of course. I'm, what am I talking about? Of course, we had that. That was another <laughs> me running around streaking the top of my lungs. Yeah. God, that was amazing. That wasn't it. It was just one. It was just, just one moment. Oh, thank God we didn't lose that series, man. Jesus, that would have. Been- oh God, it really could have. But again, when you're feeling down about how this went out in the NBA Finals, just just remember, we really could have gone out in the first round. Very easily. Very easily. We got outscored in that series by 40 points. I was, yeah, blown out of every loss and narrow wins in every win, right? Yeah. Um, I I mean, you can attest to this, Petty. How down was I coming out of that? Mm. Oh, you were done. You, 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 you felt a little bit better about the Raptors. One. You were like, because we ra- you, you, you recognize we matched up better against the Raptors. Yes, I know that we own the Raptors, but still. The furthest you would go with the Raptors is the, there was some reason for hope with the Raptors specifically. It was as far and, as- and only based on our previous ownership of them. Yes, yes. That was as far as you would go. You were depressed, and you were almost convinced that we were not getting out because you didn't think we could beat either uh, uh, Sixers or the Celtics. You didn't mean a chance. no. no. Especially the Sixers. I was like, the Sixers are going to mop the floor with us. It's true. Back then, we still weren't sold on the Celtics yet. The Celtics- yeah. Well, the Celtics, remember, struggled through a seven-game first round two against a pretty mediocre Milwaukee team. Absolutely. Uh, and so, no, but they, they impressed the hell out of you when they, as they dismantled the Sixers. You quickly swung in the opposite direction. Yes. But, yeah. So- oh, I was so dark coming out of that series. So let's move on to the Raptors then. What's, what's our kill list for the Raptors series? Do you have one? 
See, that, that's this is where I, I talked about it's tough. It's tough in series where that aren't that don't get particularly close to really start to hate somebody. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, Jonas early on, especially in game one, as he was uh, uh, destroying us. Uh, uh, he, yes. He, although, yeah, big tough guy. As as you and my brother and I, I think my brother first noticed the yep. clips of him just losing his mind as LeBron was burying the turnaround jumpers. The fadeaway. I, I can't even remember what game that was. Game three. I'm pretty sure it was game one, wasn't it? I don't know. No, I don't think it was that early. Wasn't that early? Okay. Maybe you're right. Yeah, you're right. It was game three in Cleveland. Um. So that, like, he, I don't know. He just felt pathetic to me by the time. It also, uh, uh, and that, we forget about this. Tyler was going to uh, Tyler had a very strange playoffs. He was oh, very round one, absolutely terrible round one, horrible rotation, uh, uh, playing the wrong matchups, not taking. You know, he wasn't adjusting at all. It was really weird. He wasn't trapping uh, uh, Oladipo religiously once it became very apparent. And I, I, at first, I, I would agree. I didn't want him to be over over the trap, but it, it, evidence showed that Oladipo doesn't know know how to pass out a trap. The best he can do is just give the ball up, which is a win. You just get the ball out of their, their best offensive playmaker's hand. Uh, he just wouldn't do that. But then in the Raptors series, he really redeemed himself because he was he was committed to uh, uh, love at the center because of Jonas Valanciunas. Everyone ripped him in game one, even though we won that game, saying he's got to go away from it, and he, he stuck to it. Boy, was he right. JV being yeah. like that, that he, he was unplayable. It was unplayable by the end because Kevin Love was smoking him. Uh, and so, again, that kills the kill us thing. Is that, like, honestly, I wanted him out there. I wanted him to. Yep. Did you, um, do you think the, this verges from kill list a little bit, but we'll, we can be all over it. Do you think that series changes at all if we lose that first game, which we obviously could have very easily? No. I mean, yeah, certainly. I mean, just like with the NBA Finals, like, it, it, that's a win. <laughs> so it does change the complexion a little bit. Uh, a little, but I mean, I'm convinced in the finals we would. I I think even if we win that first game, we're not, we're going to lose. Of course, of course, uh, that series and probably badly. I, I sort of feel the same way about the Raptors. I think. That's what I'm saying. I feel the exact same way about the Raptors. I think we win that series in five. If yeah. uh, if because we, we would have that would have been a win if we lost that game. Uh, uh, one, we were already giving up like the the blowout. We're like, hey, the first game's going to be a blowout. It's like cause right they, they, coming they, off a tough series. One day rested, seven game series. LeBron like going crazy. Of course, we can lose this game. The fact that we came back was already a win. I remember yes. thinking, well, like, even if we weren't going to win that game, it would be fine. Uh, remember, LeBron hit the game tying shot in that in regulation with like four seconds left. Like we were down two. He hit a f- tough fadeaway jumper to tie the game, send it in overtime. LeBron has not just two game winners, buzzer being game winners. He also has a game tying shot in this play. That's right. That's right. Woo. Um, but yeah, no, I, they, they, they would have, they would have gone. To Anybody else? You hate? DeRozan is a no for me. He was so, I mean, he, oh, we wow. broke him. Yeah. I, it, 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 Lowry, I can gin up some hate for sometimes, but I, I really couldn't in that series. Yeah, he was blowing left and right. Uh, Ibaka is somebody I can hate. Nope. Yeah. They're young guys. I don't. I honestly don't feel like I know. You know, like uh, OG Onanobi. I mean, yeah, Onanobi. Even like uh, Siakam and uh, however you say the one, the the center uh, Patel, oh, oh, whatever that dude's oh, name is. Oh, um, that corrected I, pronunciations, by the way. I know. It's a, what a day. 
Ben uh, Vliet, all of those. I can't really hate those guys yet. None of them are quite good enough. It was, and again, in a sweep, it's, it's hard to gin up hate. Yeah, this is true. And, and most, also, we fucking murdered that franchise in that series. Oh my god, it was so. What, whatever, that was awake. Yeah, uh, that's that. Yeah, I just, I just kept thinking of the, you know, stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that game four. Blah, was so uncomfortable. I mean, and, and honestly, it had shades of, of how the game four of the NBA Finals were for us. Like, it was clear that they were just done. And, and was, Yes. The difference being, I think we really murdered that Raptors franchise. I don't feel like the Warriors murdered us. I think we killed ourselves. We'll get to that. but Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, another thing to note, uh, I mentioned the, the, the game tying shot in regulation. There was that ridiculous off-glass runner. Oh, my God. Game winner. That's one game of my three. favorites. So beautiful. That touch was ridiculous. <laughs> Patty, it was so satisfying. I was watching that game at a bar in Sonoma, which is not the city proper, but still um, there's some old school Warriors fans out there. There's the Warriors were not playing that day, so they were like not out in mass. Mm. And the bar got so mad when he hit that shot. People were throwing <laughs> middle fingers up. Oh, it was just in heaven. Were you were you just to, to take taking a, a sniff of your uh, uh, Cabernet, big 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 glass? Oh yes. Mm. Mm. Just swirling it in my hand. Swirling. Actually, what I did, I was, uh, we left just after that shot went in, and uh, I'd been sitting there, and I had, uh, I'd taken my hat off just because it was hot inside, mm. and right after the shot went in, everybody got real mad. I very slowly and showily pulled my Cavs hat out of my bag and plunked it on my head and sauntered up to the bar and closed out my tab. <laughs> Big smile on my face. That's bad. Uh, that music. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Very good. You're taking a page of WWE. That's a very good uh, heel move. It was a lot of fun. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> There's not much. <laughs> Is there anything better than just trolling uh, 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 fragile Golden State fans? <laughs> no, no. That's that's my life now. <laughs> oh my God, they're so emotionally fragile. That's beautiful. Uh, one other shout out for the series that needs to be addressed is the uh, uh, foreshadowing, honestly, in a way, of Perk totally bodying Drake. Uh, during that series. Oh, yeah. Maddie, how do you feel about Perkins now? Uh, it's weird. He was top of your kill list for years upon years upon years. Oh, years. I was so mad when he joined the team. What? It's still, Why did she join the team? It's, it's, um, it's better. <laughs> I don't think I want to murder him, but like, Ooh, did you see, cool. you know that weird thing he had in the finals with Durant where you like flicked him off? Gave him the double bird. Yeah, what was that? I don't know what happened with that. Uh, I read an article about it. Um, and th the article made me upset, honestly, because it was mostly him being like, yeah, KD's one of my uh, best boys in the world. I talk to him every day. But yeah. he's my enemy in this series. So, you know, I really mean that. I really meant that. I was pissed off at him. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This is so incestuous and weird. And I don't know what he means. It made, made him feel like more of a fake, tough guy. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mercenary, you know, like clearly he's, he's a goon for hire and I appreciate some of the gooning he does for us, but it's, it's not like his heart's in it. Uh, I don't know. I think so. you should read this article. There's an NBA like oral history on, on Perkins being a great teammate and why everyone seems to love him. Uh, it was, it was a good read actually. It's worth reading. I mean, you can skip through a lot of the Celtics stuff because it makes you want to throw up, but um, but no, like he, he is like, I, so I think he's tight with everybody basically that he's played with um and, but like again 
He didn't. I mean, that was the whole source of the Drake fight, right? Was him yelling at Ibaka, who who they were teammates. Yeah, exactly. In Oklahoma, and and, and like they were having fun, like like you know, like like friends would in terms of like friendly uh, trash talk, whatever. And then Drake tried to insert himself in it, and he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Oh fuck, fuck Drake. I feel like he got taken down in that series too, right? What's that? He sort of was a got taken down in the series in the same way the Raptors did. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I'm saying like one month later he gets uh, uh, his ass handed to him by Pusha T. Yeah, <laughs> in their rap battle. He, I yeah. mean, that's how you know you want to rap battles when the other guy responds not with a rap battle but with uh, an iPhone text uh, statement. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's you've changed mediums at that point. Then so. you, you're waving the red white flag. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but Perk, like he he he, he body Drake, uh, uh, called him out, uh, and, and then on top of that, when like Curry got pissed at uh, Perkins for not getting up out of his seat to move out of the way when Curry was, I still don't understand that one. Unbelievable! Get the fuck out of here, you punk ass Mark! <laughs> Get the that's, fuck out of here. That's weird, wasn't it? Perkins stand down. He's like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> fuck out of here. Go to your own bench. Yeah, I really did uh, not understand that. That was great. But anyway, so I, I again, so many good things in that series. That was super fun. Let's move on to the Celtics. Now, this kill list is bound to be very long. Oh, my God. Number one, I think we can all agree on. With right? a bullet. With, With a, a bullet. bullet. Jesus Christ. Marcus Morris. Remember. Yes. It's not even close. I was so upset with him at one point in that series that I actually texted Zarin and was like, real nice guy you employed there. Yeah. Seriously. Real nice guy you employed there. I think it was the second time he screamed at he uh, space. He didn't get a single wow. Yeah, never a technical for it. He, 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 I mean, he got one eventually. They missed it. He got one eventually when Tristan Thompson got up and, fucking, and pushed him. Yeah, which God bless you, Tristan Thompson. I mean, t- Tristan Thompson. I'm sorry, he deserves a slow clap for a lot of his antics. Um, yeah. Uh, with Draymond, with uh, uh, Marcus Morris, these fake fucking tough guys who are getting away with murder in terms of stuff that should be called a technical foul in any other setting, but reps were letting it run for some bizarre reason. Um, yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. Yeah. Fake tough guy. Dude who uh, uh, is the less talented <laughs> of a twin. Uh, uh, and was some of that I wanted to keep taking shots, even though he made way more than he should have been expected to. Than he should have, I agree. Uh, who basically did a decent job on LeBron because he followed the shit out of him. But you look at the numbers at the end of the day, like LeBron actually did better than all of his averages on every possession that Marcus Morris started in. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron is filthy. I'm, LeBron I, I'm the best of LeBron defender outside Kawhi. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. he does, what a dickhead. LeBron better than his average. His average is already greatest of all time. Get yeah. up. Mark ass bitch. Oh, I hate him. All yeah. right. Easily oh. number one. <laughs> number one with the bullet. Who else, Maddie, makes our list? Oh, I think Marcus Smart's at safe number Marcus. two, isn't he, Patty? I, I my new my new favorite thing is just to just to tweet out randomly throughout the game. Oh look, Marcus Morris on the floor. Marcus Smart. Marcus Morris fell down again. What? Marcus Smart. Isn't that remarkable? You said Marcus Morris both those times, Patty. It's Marcus Smart. Damn it, they case. All, they're all the fucking same to me. Well, he... well they're, both, they're both named Marcus, and they're both... That's, that's true. Marcus? 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 Okay, fine. Fair enough. 
right. Smart's number two easily. Smart's it's, fu- two. it's funny though, is your point because I think those are the two guys that that Celtics fans are most mad at. Yeah, well, they should be. They have two assholes in their team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, those two guys stood out as a clear one and two for me. Um, you hate Tatum? I don't hate Tatum yet. I don't hate Tatum. I, I, I kind of like him. He has, he's done nothing obnoxious to me yet. He I, carries himself fine. Uh, what, what did he do? He, he bumped he, him. I felt like he wanted calls a little bit too much for a rookie, but he was also their best player. So he right. bumped him LeBron a couple times. So I'm like, you know, he earned it. I, I don't know. I, he's, he's. Yeah, I agree. And he was like Bazemore. Remember, you you, you hated Bazemore for tr- trying to, uh, uh, I don't know, be brave against LeBron. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I like the chutzpah. He's trying. You know, he's trying to make something happen. I appreciate it if you're a good player. Tatum's good enough where it doesn't make me mad. Bazemore is not. Bazemore's not. I, 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 it's I, like that same dude, Stanley Johnson, on the Pistons. <laughs> Buddy, come on, <laughs> fuck out of here, LeBron. Gary Johnson also shat the bed in that series on top. Of the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He had moments, and so I was like, "All right, Baysmore, you're having your moment. You know, all right, front, front a little bit. All right, I don't know. I didn't mind Baysmore as much, but I know we disagree on that. But yes, just, I, I, I don't hate Tatum. I don't hate Brown. No. Uh, Al Horford, I can gin up some hate for. Yeah, a little bit, but again, I can't. I'm still mad at him for that Delavadova shit. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It is. I'll never. I'll never really forgive him for that. Uh, I like that we owned him for a, a fourth consecutive year. A lot of JR hate uh, in the series. If you remember, I think game one, uh, or it was game three when he when he when he had that little push in the back, which was really bad. Uh, oh, when JR pushed him, or for JR pushed him in the air, it was bad. Like in JR, yes. I think that was game five. Yeah, uh, we lost. Yeah, exactly. And, and she came out. <laughs> I forget what she said, but it was really aggressive, and she immediately responded responded afterwards, like basically laughing at herself and being like, "I'm sorry, I got a little bit <laughs> got a little carried away." But anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, so I could gin up a little hate for Al. I always have a little lurking there. Uh, Aaron Baines, Patty. Oh, my be. God. Yes. God, he could never hit more than like I don't know, 18 threes in his career. And then the last two series, he's like a 50% three-point shooter. Well, if you were a Sixers fan, you'd have to go bonk. He wasn't that good against us. Against the Sixers, he was He made at least bananas. threes against us in ways that was like they were they – were, Crushing when he made them, but he missed like I think he made I think I feel like he went two to three. He only took three threes I think in the whole series. But he went two to three. Does I don't like that fashy haircut that he's rocking. Nope, do not like the fashy haircut <sighs> that uh, replaced what's his face that was on their team <laughs> last year. Is there some requirements that they have? They have Isn't that weird? That fascist uh, uh, white supremacist demographic that uh, uh, you know obviously is a base of Celtics fandom. I, I don't understand. It's odd, isn't it? Very, very odd and strange. Very strange. What was that dude's name that was on their team last year? He ended up on – I can't remember where he was this year. I think he was in Utah this year, actually. Yeah. Which, of course, that's where you go. <laughs> I'm totally blanking. i got to remember this dude's name. Uh, Terry Rozier did not rise to hate level. I mean, he's – No, uh, man, you can't hate Jarebko. Jonas Jarebko. Jarebko, nice. Very good. Very good recall. No, you can't hate on a shaker boy. Uh, no. Dude, that that the best thing is everyone. If you do you remember, if you, you weren't following on Twitter, but people kept coming up with and resurfacing a tweet that Terry Rozier sent out, uh, uh, just like calling LeBron out as a bitch and blah blah, like you know, just like really harsh stuff. If you look at when he sent that, 2011. Yeah, a Cleveland boy right there who was doing exactly what we were doing about LeBron back then. That's yeah. what it was. 
Like I, that's what I love about that. No one brings up the context, but like that's a fucking Cleveland boy. He hated LeBron because he was a Cleveland Cavs fan. Like so, that's that's come home, Terry. Come home, come home to Cleveland. We'll talk about that in a bit. But I want to. Yeah, could happen. Could happen. Very well, could happen. Um, but I don't think that's. I mean, that's it. They were playing like seven guys in that series. Yeah, I, I didn't hate uh, uh, Brown. Uh, um, um, trying to think who else. I mean, yeah. It's, no, that's it. It was Baines, Brown, Horford. Really, it's, it's Monroe played a little, but so little that I don't care. I was Morris out there. Uh, it, it was Ojale. Like Ojale didn't play enough to hate. It was that's the, it. That was it. That's all they had. Ojale broke uh, Tyloo's Tyloo's brain. But. Oh my God, Jesus oh, Christ! Easy. Ojale. Talk about talk about low moments. What? I imagine Tyloo was all over the place, but in the end of the day, Maddie, it wasn't just LeBron. Like Tyloo. Pulled his shit together and put together a good game plan. Uh, uh, um, uh, game six and seven. It wasn't just LeBron going crazy. It was LeBron going crazy for the most part. But like, Tyloo came correct and, and and outsmarted the boy genius. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, um, but think about it. LeBron had three forty point games in that series. That series alone, he had three forty point games. Yes, he did. Led the back-to-back elimination of W's. Um, uh, there was the Terry Rozier, the block on Terry Rozier, and that stare down. I, you know, I missed that one because that's Game Seven, right? Oh my God, yeah, Game Seven. You were, uh, you were. I was in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. You understand that you, you actually are the reason the Cavs didn't win the championship this year. You traveled abroad during the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's on you. you need to they won. They won while I was abroad, Patty. That's <laughs> true. Uh, well, they they had a bad moment in Game One, right? Right. That's true. I guess I'm responsible for that. But technically, once I was outside of the airspace of this country, the Cavs were two and one. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, he just he blocked the shit. First of all, mad props to Terry Rozier for seeing LeBron coming, seeing LeBron saying, "You know what? I'm going to dunk on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dunk on the greatest of all time." And LeBron going at me in the rim, blocking the shit out of him, and because he's been playing the entire fucking game, just stood. And stared down the entire team, stood there, st- st- full court stare down. I've never yeah. seen that full court stare down. <laughs> I also think that was one of those moments. I'm sure you read the the wind horse LeBron getting rest while on the court article. Oh yeah, and that seemed a clear example of that too. Uh huh. You're like, I blocked that shot. We'll see if we can score here, but otherwise, we'll get another stop in a minute. We'll be fine. Yeah. Ah. Uh. uh, but in the end, Maddie, we had back to back elimination w- wins. Uh, it was incredible because when we lost Game Five, I I felt pretty sure that we were done, that we weren't going to go to the finals. Just, oh, I didn't feel like we could win in Boston under almost any circumstances. Like, that LeBron was getting worn out, couldn't keep playing all these minutes. It, it, I was again. Remember this, Cavs fans. Remember this when you're down about the finals. How much worse would this have been for the Boston Celtics to end two LeBron eras in Cleveland? That was what we were staring at. That's what I thought for sure was going to happen. It was going to happen with with a bunch of rookies and not even their two best players. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have sucked. It, it, it would. It would have lion. It, it would have been the the, the arrival of of uh, uh, I can't remember the Brad. Um, fuck, I can't remember the coach's name. Eh, whatever, he's forgettable. Um, what it, are you talking about? I can't remember the Celtics coach's name. Fred Stevens. Stevens, thank you, Fred Stevens. 
uh, it would have been his arrival, uh, uh, his greatest moment. Oh, so much talk about his genius. Genius over and over. Oh. Uh, 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 Steven's he, genius is is next to Curry humbleness on my yes. qualities oh. I can't stand fucking hearing about. Although <laughs> Steven's is arguably a genius. Curry is not humble in the slightest. No, no he's not. He's a, he's a dick. <laughs> Saying the word God every once in a while does not make you humble. <laughs> Just lesson learned, everybody. <laughs> Woo! So, at the end of the day, LeBron has been to eight fucking straight finals. The only person who has done that are people that played on the '50s, '60s Celtics teams. Yeah, that again. That was our. That was our. That series was our championship, Patty. We knew it. We knew it. We said it at the moment. That's how the Cavs felt. You could see it in their celebration. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, that that was amazing, and 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 I'm so grateful to have been a part of that. To be had four straight trips to the finals. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. This is so un-Cleveland like I just don't even understand. Um, it's incredible. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to go on to the finals or do you want to talk about Kyrie stuff for a bit? Let's talk about Kyrie for two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, there love- was there's an article in the New York Times, right? There was an yeah. in-depth interview with him. That was they talked about a bunch of regular shit, regular basketball stuff. And then, God bless this reporter, just got into it with Kyrie about the flat earth stuff. And, and literally, at several moments, was like, okay, I hear all that. I just want – I'm asking you this question. Do you believe that the earth is flat? Uh, which Kyrie would never answer. So it, it is the most – I'd rather that he just believed that the earth was flat. He's just an idiot. Yeah. He instead is doing this pseudo-intellectual thing that is like – no, it's really important for people to ask questions. And like, she brought up this thing about some, I don't know, survey or something where kids said that they thought the earth was flat and cited Kyrie Irving as the reason they believed it. And she's like, does that seem problematic to you? And he's like, no, man, I mean, I want people asking questions, you know, don't just accept stuff and, and think about things, which, you know, like in general, I don't have a problem with that as a message, but this is the wrong vehicle to approach it. And he's the wrong vessel to approach it. It is, it is infuriating. We've commented on that before, but the last year and a half or so, honestly, the last year has made plain to us what we didn't, what was right in front of our face the entire time, which is that Kyrie Irving is actually a huge dick. Dickhead. He's kind of an asshole. The, um, oh, I know, I know what I wanted to say on this point, Patty, is that he, uh, a lot of the, a lot of, I listen to Simmons still, I know you can't, but he talks about how people in the Celtics organization, mm-hmm. um, didn't realize what a quote unquote alpha dog uh, Kyrie was, and that they reminded people a lot of uh, Garnett, who I will remind you, whatever we think of him post career, was an enormous dick. Oh, psychopath. A psychopath. And not in an okay way. I mean, I think a lot of his qualities get forgiven because he was so good, but a, an asshole and just like not somebody that should be allowed in society, honestly. <laughs> He should got away with a lot of it, but like he's off the streets. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> if he was walking around in your community, you'd be like, "We gotta do something about this guy. Right. This guy's menace." It's not okay, <laughs> uh, and certainly Kyrie doesn't have the size to be scary in the way that the uh, Garnett is. But he's got those T Rex arms. He's got those T Rex arms. Yeah, it's <laughs> what we said. <laughs> um, God, yeah, the, the Kyrie. I, uh, 
not a fan. This Uncle Drew movie is not going to do anybody any favor. There's all that stuff in there about how he wants to start a TV station someday. Jesus, man. It's, I, it's, I, I don't know. It, it turned me off, off of him in a big way. Yeah. Ugh. We'll always have what we had with him, Patty, but he's, he's the... He is the former girlfriend that I'm. I'm willing to acknowledge the good times and appreciate them, and and bear absolutely no regrets that things didn't work out. Absolutely. Look, I'm. I'm sorry. My, at the end of the day, every single member of the Cleveland Cavs 2016 <laughs> squad, it's a free pass for fucking life, man. Yeah, agreed. So that that, that means you, Jr. Oh, Jr. is next level for me. You and I are going to be at the Joseph <laughs> ceremony. Yes. It's going to happen, and we are going to be there. I don't care how many more <laughs> crucial moments he blows with the Cavs or how bad he plays the rest of his career. Uh, and he played really bad this year. Uh, oh, he was so – in the finals, he was unbelievably bad. It doesn't matter. It was hard to win. I, I, I have nothing but love for JR. Absolutely. I'll even give – you may not really want to do this. I give like a mini extension to Kyle Korver, even though he also played horribly in, in, the, in the end. No, he gets grandfathered in somehow. He gets grandfathered into that 2016 NBA championship team. That, yes, that's, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I love him. Um, I agree. I'm so glad he's part of it. I'm so glad she was part of it. But uh, my only exception, Maddie, we'll get into this when we get into the uh, uh, Wither LeBron section of this podcast. Uh, I'm not sure I'm always going to extend that to Dan Gilbert. No, uh, yes. Well, let's get there. Let's hold that. But I, I, hold I agree on. with you. Gilbert's the only one I'm, I'm, I'm wavering on uh, uh, a lifetime pass. Uh, Agreed. So – uh, all right. Do we want to get into the finals that much anymore? We talked a little bit about it, um, but I mean, I mean, that fifty-one point game was incredible. Do you know um, how many uh, 51, 50 point games uh, uh, Michael Jordan has in the finals? I believe it's zero, Patty. Zero, my friend. Yes, zero. Um, yeah, I, that was incredible. That was just such. I mean, that was such an incredible performance, an incredible game. I was expecting four straight blowouts, and what I want to say about the Cavs is. God, even in the games, even in the f- fourth game, all four games, like even when we, we they, the, the Warriors eventually pulled away, the Warriors were going on their you know preening uh, 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 supernova uh, runs where they hit like a couple threes, we missed some baskets, and they, and they score nine points in like sixty seconds, uh, and going like a nine zero run in sixty seconds. Um, those are the kind of things that that broke the Rockets um, uh, at the end of the, their series, and the Cavs just kept getting a stop. Making a basket, get another stop, another bat. They claw back in within six. All of a sudden, like it would like it just just was about to be out of reach. We came back like six different times every single game was- until the second half of the of game four. Right, game four is where it really fell apart. But like it, it, first half, even though we did that, first half we were doing that again. They kept kind of, for sure came back and, back and went up. Take their haymaker and start climbing back, climbing back. And I was like, that yeah, just fucking admirable. I was not expecting that level of confidence out of the Cavs and that level of fight. Like they kept coming back. And that game one was what that was. We kept doing that, coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back until we took lead for a moment. And then the rest fucked us. And then JR and, and also Paul uh, Hill. Hill blowing that free throw. You know, that all happens. And then LeBron breaks his hand. It's just, it's such a bummer. But, um, so I, I still don't think we win that. Even if we win no. game one, and look, and that means LeBron doesn't break his hand. I think maybe we, maybe it goes six. Maybe. We're losing six, maybe. Yeah. But it is telling about how much worse this Warriors team is than they were last year. That that would have happened with this this particular Cavs team. Yeah, that is very telling to me. 
Uh, uh, is it okay to get into the shit on the Warriors section, Patty? Or do you absolutely. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Let's go there. So I the, the fucking hagiography for this 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 fucking run of this franchise is going to drive me absolutely batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. They most certainly should not have been in the finals this year, right? They're a Chris Paul hamstring tweak away from 100% losing that series. Yes, they are. Gigantic. 100% losing that series. I don't want to hear anything about that. They were done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely done. They were done. Um, I, I am not going to I'm not gonna say that the Cavs would have won the championship, as I just said. I don't think that's possible. But for this team to get a couple games off of them is absurd. Mm-hmm. Absurd. I want to hear fucking dynasty talk with that. Uh, they're lucky. This is a little bit of bullshit thing for me to say, but they are lucky in terms of injury luck that Irving and Hayward weren't hurt because I think that Celtics team would have fucked them up a little bit too in the finals. A fully healthy Celtics team. Yes, they would have coming on like they had. Now there's a lot of what ifs there and do Tatum and Brown develop in the same way if Irving and Hayward, you know, whatever, but that's still a thing to me. Um, so of the, those four years, that first year, 100% feels like we win that series. Maybe even just if Kyrie doesn't break his kneecap. Yep. Maybe we win that series, right? Oh, oh, oh. If, in, if Kyrie, in 15. If Kyrie and Love are healthy, I think we win 2015. Guaranteed. It feels that way to me, man. Oh, absolutely. We handled we handle them in the regular season. We had a good system for beating them down, and I think we would have won that series. I mean, first of all, the fact that LeBron took that game, series to six with Matthew Dellavedova as the second-best player – uh, I think we were running six guys out there. We ran six guys out there. Did Sean Marion play? No, Sean Marion didn't play. But still, point is like he was on the team. He got a minute. Mike Miller. They were putting in James Jones. Played real minutes in that series. Mozgov we was down so much. Or I think on the on the Cavs that 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 final. Mozgov was the second leading scorer in that finals. And and he's out of the NBA basically now. <laughs> he got a payday from the Lakers, but I don't know where he is now. Unreal. Uh, 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 absolutely, no. I think we win 2015, and that's the whole. That's the whole point. The Warriors fans kept saying, uh, uh, laughing about the idea that Kyrie and Love would have changed the the, the finals, and then they lost to uh, uh, you know 2016 Cavs. Go back and watch that NBA Finals series. It's not as remarkable as you think. We blew those first two games. That was the thing. Yeah. Game three through seven, the Cavs fucking dominated them. Yeah, dominated them. Uh, there were two close games and three massive blowouts from the Cavs. We figured them out. They made a change in how we played. Uh, Tyler made an adjustment in game three, and the Warriors could not counter. They could not counter. They were done. And if they came back again the next year we, without uh, getting Kevin Durant, we would have done it again because the Cavs were even better. The next yeah. year. So, well, and, and arguably, if they don't have Durant, Durant probably stays with Oklahoma City, and maybe Oklahoma City just takes care of them. That's what's crazy to me is that Oklahoma City was going to beat the Warriors. That yep. team was actually more limiting limited than you think. Yeah, one of those spokes suffers. Like they have a hard time. They play really great defense. It keeps them in games, and so the other team might have something like that going down. But like, boy, they nah, I don't want to hear. Them. I don't. I do not want to hear it from these fuckers. And even that 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 team, the seventeen team, those finals, as we've you and I have talked about on this podcast, Patty, a lot closer than it looks in retrospect. Absolutely. Right, where Kyle Korver three in game three from winning that game. And even game five got out of control. But if you'll recall, we were up big in the first half. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant hit LeBron on the head on a drive to the basket that should have been a flagrant one as called on Kevin Love in the previous game mm-hmm. on Durant, a flagrant one. Would have sat Durant down at that point, And instead, Durant stayed in, went on a nasty run, and then the rest was history. 
Yep. That series looks very different if a couple things go differently. Mm-hmm. I, I am tired of the, the Warriors have broken the NBA. Riffle tweeted that out the other day, and I was like, knock this shit off. I'm knocking this down any chance I get. So fuck this. No, uh, uh, they haven't ruined the NBA. They they got lucky. They're a well-run organization. They're a super well-run organization. Let's like, get that out of the way. They're really well-run. That's great. Yep. That's not original. There's a lot of yes. really well-run organizations. This well-run organization also got the the three things that had to happen to make this franchise happen. They had to have a star with, uh, uh, you know, once in a generation talent in Steph Curry, uh, have a history of ankle injuries that miraculously disappear, but after he signs a, a below market contract for his yep. create the cap space necessary for a once in a lifetime cap spike that allows you to get Durant on top of blowing a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals. They had to do all of those things. They had to blow three one lead in the NBA Finals to get Durant, and that's what allowed them to have them. And come back from a three one deficit in the round before too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, all that, all that had to happen for them uh, uh, to to make this happen. So the idea that like this is like all like their their master plan, like they were well an organization, but boy, did a lot of crazy black swan type events happen to make this possible. Two, the war, the, the Warriors should have lost. If 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 CP3 does not get injured, the Warriors don't make the finals this year. Hundred percent. So I'm not worried. I, I don't I don't buy the the the, the breaking the NBA. What I will say is this though, Maddie. I would have really loved to have seen the Cavs and Warriors, the original Warriors, keep going at it for two more years. If the Warriors make it through the West, they might and they might have. The Warriors were good enough to make it to the NBA Finals without Kevin Durant, obviously. Uh, they might not have been able to because there are other teams that were at their level, but the, the new Rock. Yeah. Or uh, 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 Kevin Durant on the, the OKC Thunder, um, man, that would have been so much fucking fun. That would have been so much fun, and instead we get this bullshit team. But so that part I sympathize with, but I, I, I'm not. Look, the Warriors might continue winning championships. I don't know, but uh, I have a feeling something. I, I, this, was, we can, we can, this is the time to transition to, to LeBron, where, where LeBron goes next. But I feel good about the Rockets' chances, even without LeBron. Uh, of of taking them down next year. Can I t- can I talk some more shit? Keep going. Before talk, we go, talk some more shit. Go ahead. Before we go there, because I got to find the things I can do to to talk shit out here. <laughs> fair, fair. Which is hard. Which is hard if you if I, when you can get scoreboarded in the way that we can get scoreboarded right now. But it's also hard, Maddie, when they're not out celebrating their championship on. No, that's that's so, so remarkable. You trash talk. That's so cool. I. I told you this, Patty, but I left. I left the house to go to the gym right after the game just to get get that the bad juju out of my system. And uh, I have to walk by a bar uh, that was just packed with Warriors fans. Mm-hmm. So I left my house. It's probably quarter to nine out here. This is a Friday night too. Absolutely packed with people. I go to the gym for about an hour. I'm on my way back. The bar's empty. Jeez. These people don't give a fuck. They don't get now. Pat, we met some old school Warriors fans who are legit fans. They're great. Yep. I don't. I don't include them on this. But the your average Warriors fan out here, fucking full of it. Absolute bullshit. So my strategies, Patty. One, I do a lot of talk about how Draymond Green is the Donald Trump of the NBA, which works great. <laughs> Says and does things on the court that would be a, an instant problem for any other player in the league, and yet he gets away with it. Mm-hmm. And the corollary is that he's defended by a torpy white guy who just backs up anything he does, which is the Steve Kerr, Sean Spicer 
corollary, which just drives people, Woo! makes people real mad out here. This is good it's very, stuff. it's very fun. It's very fun to do. This is good stuff, Maddie. That's one. Two, uh, the Warriors fans are the conservative snowflakes of the NBA fan base, where they're constantly whining about how they don't get calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have bad luck and things don't go their way. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I can't hear that. that that's, abs- that's ridiculous. Not just, you guys have all the advantages. It's the rest of the world that says otherwise. Right. That was amazing, this series, by the way, of following on Twitter. Everyone outside of Cavs fans, across NBA Twitter, were just being like, this is a very strange whistle across three straight games. Yeah. To be like giving Golden State – this many different it was it was very it was very very odd it's like because they were also just like what is the point like like yeah you're gonna be corrupt be corrupt and making the series interesting why why, yeah. why would you advantage the team that doesn't need one it's crazy that was bizarre and my final thing is that the the warriors are the one the warriors and their fans are the one percenters <laughs> yeah uh, it's like as we said, like the the the, the poor conspiracy against the uh, blue collar workers of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh. what fucking ass! It's infuriating. So it's a lot of that, and then just a lot of ad hominem stuff about the the players. That's excellent. That's very good. I, I do what I can, Patty. I, I'm I'm just gonna be real mean. You're out in the desert, Maddie. You gotta you gotta fight your own battle. That's right. I gotta do what I have to do to survive. That's right. <laughs> So, so what, that's what I got to do. You might have to debase yourself, but, you know, it's all, it's all. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Um, so if we're transitioning to LeBron talk, the one thing I want to say that sort of touches on all of this is you'll see a lot of stuff. I don't know. I somehow I follow somebody on Twitter that retweets Miami stuff, which is very annoying. Miami, the Miami, uh, somebody, some journalist down there is doing a lot of shitting on Cleveland right now. Of course, yeah. Can imagine how that goes over with me. Uh, but there's a lot of talking like Cavs had LeBron, one of the greatest players in NBA history for 11 years and got one championship out of it. Oh, yeah. I have heard, seen that talk. That's fucking stupid shit. Yes. <laughs> I don't enjoy that. And, and part of that is that they ran into in the second. This Cavs team, if not for the Warriors, is one of the is remembered in that way. Yeah. Is one of the greatest. That team last year was one of the greatest offensive team. The Cavs team last year was one of the yeah, greatest offensive teams in NBA history. 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 It was the best offensive team in history. It yeah. set all these records. And some of the other, it was like the, the records they didn't set were set by the team we lost to in the NBA. Yeah. Like that was incredible. That was another Bucks one event. Two great historic offensive teams in the same year. Man. Uh, yeah. Like, and that's the thing. People are going to be bummed about like uh, uh, Dynasty. Dynasty, man. Where the fuck are you from? We're from Cleveland. Yeah. We got one. That's what we wanted. That's all you need. Yeah. You need a fucking dynasty. Don't get greedy. <laughs> That's the other thing I can come back with these people. I'm not like one of you folks. I'm, yeah. I'm not one of these one percenters. One is enough for me. Yeah. Other people can have some. I have joy. Yeah. Well, we're also. Yeah. I'm not greedy. I'm not going to hog all this stuff up. I got my no. one championship, and, I'm, and I can I can move on with my life when when we don't win another championship. I felt yeah. a little uncomfortable when the Indians were, were on the verge of winning a, a World Series that year. I was like, well, this is too much. This is too much. And it turned out, <laughs> I feel bad for doing that because it would have been great to have that one year where we got an embarrassment of riches. But it, that's the thing. It was embarrassing. I'm a Cleveland fan, I remember being feeling a little weirdly embarrassed. Like, this isn't right. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't mm-hmm. supposed to be. <laughs> so, uh, again, yeah, we got that championship. We got those, we've got all those uh, games on DVR 
to go back and watch whenever times get tough. Uh, and you can get to watch LeBron block the shit out of uh, Steph Curry and to get the fuck off me, man. Oh, that is restorative. That is a restorative. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I have to tell you. Um, all right. So, should we move on to um, with a LeBron? Yeah, let's do it. All right. And this is actually, you know, I got to say, Patty, this is – All of this is, is way easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Losing this championship, uh, saying goodbye to Le- – well, I'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll show my cards. I, th- I think we're saying goodbye to LeBron. Yeah. But it feels way – whatever happens feels – the championship made me at peace with all of that. That's all I wanted. I wanted one championship. If we got more, oh, man, that's an embarrassment of riches. But we got the one. That's it. That's all I care about. Yeah. And when he came back, we, we – we, we, when we saw what he had and what he was facing, we didn't know how good the Warriors were going to be because they didn't really add anybody to that team. They just got rid of Mark Jackson. Like that. that mm-hmm. like, all-time historic L, Mark Jackson. The only thing they changed about that team was they got rid of you. Whew. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just I, – I want to say – I want to stand up and say, say respect to Mark Jackson for being able to continue to show up to work. With a straight face, <laughs> with respect for himself, <laughs> knowing that he was the one thing holding back a historic team. <laughs> Jesus, that's a hard, that's a heavy blow to an ego, and a lesser man might not be able to take it. So, kudos, Mark Jackson. Well done. All right, sorry, <laughs> that just occurred to me for a second. Oh, uh, it's true. When they first came back, we were like, "Boy, this team's really good." I remember thinking for a second. And they're around for a long time. This could be like a historic run. I was never thinking they're going to win four straight championships. I was just thinking they might go to the finals four straight years. Yeah. That was it. Like, you can't guarantee they're going to win every single year. The Spurs could have done something. We were scared of the Spurs back then. We weren't sure they were going to be able to beat the Spurs that year. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like, it, it took a lot of historic things happening to teams that were good at the time, like unusual things that, that cleared the way for the Warriors to waltz the, play, to the finals for a couple of years in a row, right? Like that was crazy. Like those teams all of a sudden dropped off from contention, like the the, the Grizzlies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very unusual. Um, you can't expect fucking four straight championships. It's ridiculous. I'm happy with my one. That's all I need. Totally. Uh, I would love to have more. Uh, I am never going to be as upset as I used to be before. As upset as I was in 2015, Maddie, when we were talking after that champ after that loss, and it was like dark. It was really really dark. Um, I will never feel that bad again. Ever. That's what winning a championship means. Totally. And the other thing I'll say is I, I also feel like the ceiling on this season started to get chipped away uh, when they didn't sign Griff. Oh. Basically a year ago. The minute that happened, I was, I was very worried. Right. And, and, it, and then from there, everything that cascaded from, from there. Yeah. And that brings us back to uh, uh, Dan Gilbert. Um, Look, we couldn't – the one thing Dan Gilbert did um, to allow us to get a championship was, one, swallow his pride to make the conditions right for LeBron to return, and two, yes to the money. That's all he did. Yep. I mean, he promoted uh, – uh, I'll, I'll give him that he promoted uh, uh, Griffin in the first place. Uh, yes, but, although now that just feels like part of his sick – That's his MO. That's just like his thing. Problem with GMs. Just whatever. I'm 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 the genius in charge here, uh, right? And I don't think he's the one that brought Griff into the organization, right? No, he's not. Uh, I believe that was um, 
um, previous GM, Chris Grant, wasn't it? I think so. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, Dan Gilbert, you were necessary, but you did just what you had to do. You did what was expected of you. Um, so I am, I'm here by revoking my lifetime pass, especially if LeBron leaves again, because it will be your fault twice. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know that the first one was his fault. I'm not willing to say that. I, I, don't, I think the organization, I think LeBron sort of had to leave for all the reasons he's articulated. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, the roster wasn't where it needed to be, arguably. And all sorts of, I don't think that was Gilbert's fault. This one, you know, I, 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 Patty, I know you and I both felt like we liked the letter when it happened. Yep. You know, it's something I didn't realize until recently is that that was up on the Cavs site until LeBron signed back with us, like the oh, day yeah. that LeBron. I found that out. Uh, when he when he came back, I saw that story that like part of the reason everyone knew that he was coming back was for the first time somebody noticed that that letter was taken down that had been up I, all four years and then when it went down they're like it's happening LeBron's coming back like that was the first time I thought yeah. I I believe was when they took the letter down I was like oh that means it's happening yet that's but, yeah but but everything I mean somebody did you listen to the uh, the Howard Beck podcast with uh jason lloyd and dave mcminiman and joe varden i did not but i heard about it. oh you, you should listen to it it's right. it's 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 worthwhile just just for for who we are for sure but somebody in that makes the point there's like there's three they're, they're talking about is lebron the gm of the team they're like well that's that's ridiculous it's the most ridiculous line of analysis ever and there were three specific things that happened that were a hundred percent against lebron's wishes this year one was not resigning griffin yep one Two was not signing Jamal Crawford, which <coughs> this isn't really about Jamal Crawford being good or bad, but like if your choice was sign Jamal Crawford or sign Derrick Rose, who the, who the hell cares? And if LeBron wants you to do it, just fucking do it. Fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the third was the Boston Kyrie trade and yep. not so much trading Kyrie, but when LeBron found out about that trade, he was like, no, don't do that. They mm-hmm. should have just not done it. Like, just listen to whatever LeBron has to say in that circumstance. You 100% consult your best player. Like, um, and all of that feels like it bleeds from, from Gilbert and not wanting to get hung out to dry. And not, like, there is no team post-LeBron. Do whatever the hell you want. Like, exactly. It's not worrying about it. It is so hard to win a championship. In oh. the last 30 years, 10 NBA teams have won championships, Patty. Mm-hmm. We're one of them. It is really hard to do it. You do whatever the hell you can to get there. LeBron is the thing we had to get us there. He wanted to play in Cleveland because he's from Cleveland. That's the advantage That's that we had. That's <laughs> it. Do whatever the hell you can have to do to keep him there. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever idiots want, want to criticize about resigning Thompson or whatever, LeBron can drag anybody there, but you got to have LeBron there. So do whatever the fuck else you need to do to get him there. Yep. And Gilbert was on that page for a while and then suddenly started to get off that page last summer. Yeah, no, and, and, and this is why uh, I, I, I hereby revoke my lifetime pass to Gilbert because, again, all he did to get LeBron here and to get the champs in the first place was the bare minimum of what he did. Yeah. It's not very hard to say, okay, yes, to the checks. Uh, I mean, like, it's easy for me to say, but also it's easy for him to say when he has the fucking money to do it. Yeah. Um, that's one. Uh, and he didn't do the bare minimum of what he needed to do to keep him here. He is responsible for every reason that LeBron is leaving for. Well, yes, organizational instability. 
a Trump style management philosophy. Yeah. Which it is. I mean, he runs that organization the way Trump was running the White House. Yeah. That's what you think of his politics. Like, again, I think this goes across all free thinking conservatives as well. No one's really enamored with his management style in the, in the, in the White House. <laughs> Leave aside. Bre Brendan likes it. Eh, you know, well, Brent's crazy. Um, Not Brent. Brendan. Oh, Brendan. Brent, Brent does Brendan? I yeah, he does. Like he says he does. I think he secretly knows that this is this is bad and very. You think he's just trolling us? Even if he gets, I think I think he's just not being honest. I think I think he knows deep down that this is bad. Policy wise, he might be happy with the results, right? That's what I'm saying. He might be happy with the end results, but it's also kind of like this is just kind of a shit show, yeah. But anyway, uh, that being said, that's what I'm saying. So, so here, you're at zero percent right now for LeBron returning, right? Zero. Zero I'm, chance. I'm at ten percent. Because I don't think there's any really good options out there for him to also uh, to, be, to, to be in a b better situation for competing for a title one and maintaining his max salary. He can, oh, there is there is one. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I don't fully buy it, but but you'll you'll sell me on it. The, the fact I put about ten percent returning to Cleveland. If only because family is a big deal to him, and they do actually. Everyone's saying, "Oh, that they're going to go to Lakers because uh, that's their home in LA." It's like, I, no. Part of it is like Cleveland is is where Savannah's from. That's where like the kids have been the last four years growing up. Like there there is something to be said for that, and LeBron wanting to watch his kids play, play right in high school, uh, and he'll miss it if he's not in Cleveland. He won't. I mean, that, that that's what's going to happen. Um, so that's one factor. The second thing that have to happen is we can't just take a, take a pit player with the eighth pick. We have to trade the eighth pick, maybe even love to get something like the uh, CJ McCollum or Kimball Walker. But is that enough? No. To override Dan Gilbert and that fucking disaster. That's what Patty, have, did, did you ever hear the rumor? I just saw this for the first time. I know. I don't remember it happening four years ago, but that uh, I guess Dan Patrick had this from somebody that when LeBron came back, he tried to get, uh, Gilbert and I'm blanking on the name of the guy that owns the Pistons. This flop franchises. What? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You know, and Gilbert's a Detroit guy, and it's it like sort of made sense on that level. Hey, I was like, I'll come back, but like, again, you get to go, you get to have your hometown franchise. Win-win. <laughs> what if that was the thing that? What oh, that would be the most incredible thing if LeBron came back, Gilbert got shipped out of town, and we got a new ownership in Cleveland. That would be. Ooh, hey, Maddie, is, has the ship sailed on that uh, scenario? <laughs> I don't think that – I feel like that's that's something that happened in – because that has happened before in the NBA the uh, with Boston. Really? I didn't realize. Yeah, Boston, and I can't remember what the other organization was. Flipped owners. Um, or the owners flipped organizations. I, that feels like the kind of thing that happened in a less sophisticated league with less money at stake. I just feel like that, you can't do that anymore. It's too complicated. That would be amazing. Uh, Ron was like, either I leave or I stay and you go. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that would be so great. Oh, I'm going to dream about that until until, until uh, decision day comes. Uh, that, that's my preferred scenario. My preferred scenario is oh, – That's clearly the best possibility. Trades organizations to the Pistons, LeBron stays, and then we trade the eighth pick, uh, maybe even love for some combination of McCollum, Kemba, and something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the only thing I can see happening. Uh, I'd love to have McCollum in Cleveland. That would be fucking great. Uh, but McC McCollum and Kemba are the only names I'm really seeing. Are you seeing anything else like what we can get for this eighth pick? And we wouldn't. The eighth pick is not enough for either of those guys. <sighs> love. No, it's. I, I just don't think we have the. 
the guns. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. What else is attractive on our roster? Corver, maybe to a, a contender that wants his particular skill set, but you're not getting a lot back for that. Nope. Uh, Nance, maybe. Nance is still valuable. Uh, uh, Nance, you could, yeah, but I mean. Isn't there like a limit to how quickly you can trade him? To, for Nance? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the rules. Uh, no, I think I think we're we're okay. To, it's it's just there's not much. George Hill and um, I think George Hill is making twenty million dollars next no, year. No, 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 but it's an expiring, Manny. It's an expiring, so it, it won't be good right now. But um, it's a valuable asset at some point. Um, some point during the next year, it will, it will become valuable because it's expiring. I kept being everyone's freaking out about two years. I'm like, dude, no, that actually becomes a good contract next year. Like, it's a lot of money to spend on a guy. Uh, but it becomes a very tradable asset because it means all that money's coming off the books next year. It's, it's a way to like dump money. Um, so he'll be actually a valuable uh, contract. We have one more contract like that. I forget who it is. I think it's, it is. I think it's Tristan. Is that right? That what? Tristan. Got, I think Tristan's in the same kind of deal. Like he's, he's got the same uh, time timeline with his with his money. I think I think Tristan's got two years left. Hmm. All right. Anyway. Um, So yeah, it, there's not a lot there, and I, 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 if I was LeBron, I wouldn't stay. Um, I would go. Um, do we? It's talk hard to. It's it's just impossible for me to imagine this roster being. Do we good enough even to compete in the East next year? Really? Yeah. I mean, if LeBron's here, we compete. Yeah, we, we can compete. But like, do you think we get past Kyrie and uh, uh, Gordon Hayward? Probably. Yeah, not. and whatever else they do to upgrade that roster, which presumably. They do something else. I mean, we don't win that series this year if Kyrie and Hayward are there. That's true. true. If they're taking the shots that the Marcus brothers were bricking. Yep. Uh, I don't see McCollum and Ke or, or Kemba being the difference maker there. No. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, do you want to talk about uh, Cavs post LeBron uh, now or after we go through the other uh, their uh, teams? The Let's desk. do it. Let's do it now. Okay. It's just so bleak. It's a it's a fucking barren wasteland. Like do because we don't even have like first round picks every year. We've got it's not quite it's not quite that right. It's not quite that bad. Oh yeah, okay. But like, um, I'll pull it up while we're talking. I mean, we have them this year. Certainly, right. I mean, we have one this year. We traded ours actually. We have, have the, the one we have. We'd have to dump love for a first rounder, but wouldn't be a very good first rounder probably. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, love is still an asset, but he's not as big of an asset because of the way the game has changed. Um, it's another unlucky thing with, with, mm -hmm. with the timing of LeBron's return. Um, he was the perfect player at the time for that, but now it's become even more radicalized that he's now less playable. Um, but no, I think a, a smart team can really can really make a huge weapon out of him, um, and and might pay premium for it. That's yeah, you're right. There's not much else that we have. I think you start. I mean, I think you just start dealing off pieces, right? You trade Corver if you can to a contender that wants his skill set. Trade TT. Uh, something will will trade TT is not so easy, Patty. I think actually you're wrong. I think people will want that, but it'd probably be more again more for the uh, the cap space uh, um, uh, finagling. What wouldn't it be next year? That's, it's not cap space, but it's two. He's got two years left on his deal. No, I know, but I'm saying, Maddie, like, wouldn't be. This oh, eventually. Year. Yeah, next year he'd be a valuable trip ship because he would be a, a. He's in his prime still. Like, he looked like he got his much healthier in the playoffs this year than he's been for like the last two years. 
That's true. He looked better. His free throw shooting better. was way better. Yeah, and like I'm sorry, any contending team could use that guy deep on their bench as a player, right? Especially if it's going to expire next year and you dump him, right? Like, so I could see that being a, a useful asset to a team that's desperate. So the Cavs could have a decent four-year build, but it will be a, it will be four years of of it will, it will be 2011 to 2014 again, <laughs> for sure. It would be the same kind of barren wasteland of basketball, which would be, you know, I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed those, those terrible Cavs. It was fun to watch that. There is, there is a uh, – I said this to you the other day. I was like, it's, there's something – it's obviously better to be a good team and to have LeBron, but there will be something about watching a team with actually no no pressure or expectations that will just make the whole season a little easier for me. Yeah, yeah. it would be nice to not have to, to stress about the game too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Focus on the Indians. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the Cavs, the Cavs, I think we all agree, are a barren wasteland when LeBron leaves, um, which is why you don't worry about the future. Yeah, Jesus Christ, why right? You just do whatever you can, sell out to keep him there, you dumbass. Fucking Cavs, Dan. God damn it. Um, all right, um, so let's go through uh, where LeBron could go, and we can talk about where we think he should go and where we want him to go. Um, or where they will likely go. Um, so let's start first with the Rockets. Um, they are the closest team already to knocking off the Warriors. And adding LeBron, I feel like they would definitely knock them off. Well, if they just added him without – if you just swapped him into that and not worrying about salaries or anything? Yep, but that's the of, problem. That's not Of course. Gonna, LeBron's not going to take a discount. I don't think – if we're going in – if one of the assumptions we have is that LeBron needs to make max money, and I think that's a safe assumption. It's, it is. I think that's for his own, whatever, his sense of self-worth, uh, his position within the, the union, uh, all of that. I, I think he's got to get paid max money. Yeah. And the problem is that Chris Paul also does. Chris Paul is right. the same as LeBron. Uh, and also Chris Paul is pr- I like – he's getting to the end. He's, he's in his last year or two of, of – of, of being good and can barely stay healthy as it is anyway, right? Like, that's, yeah. But I, I wouldn't be totally confident. And the the they'd ha- I think I'm pretty sure they don't have cap space, or they'd have to do they'd have to totally gut the roster in order to develop the cap space to just sign him as a free agent. They yeah. could trade for him certainly. Science trade, I think, is the only thing they can really do. But and I actually think that's the most likely thing that happens with LeBron is that he opts into the contract. Yes. And then forces a trade. Agreed. It gives, um, it gives them more flexibility. It gives them more uh, destinations to go to, and the Cavs will like it because they'll get more assets for it. Obviously, right? They'll help facilitate it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what assets you're going to get from the Rockets that make the money work. That Cavs Dan's not, you know, that Dan Gilbert's not a total dick about uh, uh, taking back. That doesn't gut then the depth and point of the roster's roster. Like it's going to, you know, like. Well, I, you also, I think a lot of this is LeBron is going to say, I'm opting in and you're going to trade me here. Yeah. Exactly. And this is just what's going to, if you want any value out of me, this is what's going to happen. So he, I think he dictates that more and we're going to get back whatever the fuck we're going to get back. I hope so. I just don't know what the number of, uh, how, how you add up the money to, to make the space LeBron and uh, Chris Paul without like losing Capella or Ariza or somebody who's kind of crucial to that. Oh, they're going to sign Capella too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like. Oh. Well, they've got some. They've got some bad money on that roster, though. So they could dump R- that. Ryan Anderson's, I think, making twenty million dollars next year. That's true. Ryan Anderson would come back to us, um, which would suck. Um. <laughs> they've got some filler. I mean, we'd have to get draft picks to and whatever else, but 
and not that their draft picks are going to be any good. No. Um, wow. So that, I think that's how it would have to happen there. That's it. That's possible. I, I guess so. I, I guess it's possible. I wonder if, you know, uh, uh, the Cavs working a third part or a partner to get us one better asset out of it beyond like really shitty contracts and bad draft picks. Um, but, right. But, but again, I don't think, I don't think we're calling any of the shots in this scenario. I think we're taking whatever we can get back from whatever team he says think, he wants to go to. You would think so, but don't underestimate how petty um, uh, Dan Gilbert is. That's true, but I think he's over the barrel here. I hope, I hope you're right. Cause I, I, I the Rockets would be, I think, the the, the best fit in terms of uh, win now. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's a, feels like a weird fit alongside. Hard- I mean, you know, the concern with Harden and Paul was that they both needed the ball in their hands. How the fuck does LeBron fit into that? I think that LeBron. I think LeBron would like to not have the ball in his hands as much as he did. I think. I think he can do a lot of damage off ball. Like he'd be filthy playing off. I've just he's never demonstrated in his career that that's what he's interested in doing. Yeah, I thought he was able to do it a little bit with with Miami. When, when he, mm. And I think he'll find a way to work, work a little with CP3. If CP3 was able to work with, I don't know. That's one of those like that's a that's a nice problem to have. Um, to have three guys that can dominate the ball. Um, sure. but, you know, as gifted passers, all three of them gifted passers on top of being great ball handlers. I don't know. That's amazing. An amazing setup to have. Um, I, I'd be really curious to see that situation work out. Um, even though I. Kind of hate James Harden and don't enjoy the Rockets as a franchise. <laughs> well, they're a well-run franchise. I just don't like my my, my cousins from Houston, so I generally hate Houston teams. Um, all right. So next up, uh, Sixers. Uh, they don't quite have the cap space to sign them outright. They would still need to be. Somewhere. They'd have to create cap space, which would gut a lot of the things that are good with the team. Exactly. I think they have concerns about like, oh, are we good enough as is, and like we're building to something, and do we want to bring in an old LeBron to fuck with it? Right, exactly. But to me, that's part of what the process is about: is getting the assets in place to be able to land the greatest player uh, in NBA history while he's still yeah. time left. Now, the trade package we could get back from them would be interesting. Yeah. That's right. probably the best trade package, right? Because you could get some mixture of Fultz, yep, Sarich, draft picks, a pick, and then cap filler. I don't think um, we get Fultz and Sarich. We get one of those guys, right? I don't know. Probably Fultz, because um, that yeah, yeah, we might get both. Really. Yeah, possible. Then I can see Philly not wanting to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's getting what makes them such an interesting team um, from a long-term perspective. Uh, same time, like guys- it's a win-now move for sure. Listen, anytime you're going for LeBron, it's a win-now move. Absolutely. And on top of that, Philly, remember you just lost to the Celtics without Kyrie and Hayward with the game back next year. So you guys, yeah. no chance next year. That is. Right, they got to improve any. Now they have they have cap space to improve and a whole bunch of shit, but yeah, yeah, your core is there. Your core is not changing unless you add LeBron. So I would do it. Now, the other concern is oh, uh, uh, same concern you had about uh, about uh, uh, ball dominant stuff like uh, uh, with Simmons. Good with LeBron when they're kind of like their skill sets are kind of identical, with the exception that LeBron can hit outside shots uh, and Simmons can't. My attitude is, man, you got two guys like that in that at that size and the passing ability and the finishing ability at the rim. You think that's a problem? Yeah, <laughs> that is just a fucking brutal weapon to be able to throw out to people. To have both those guys, you can't front, you can't, you can't load against either one of them. The other guy's gonna fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of I actually look that forward to that. 
and seeing LeBron kind of mentor him. Um, but it's the weirdest fit because he doesn't have he doesn't know those guys, doesn't have any relationship with them. It'd be like Cavs, it'd be his Cavs journey all over again. And I have a feeling that LeBron doesn't want that. I think LeBron wants to play with uh I, I think honestly watching what Chris Paul does in the offseason, because he may not go to the Rockets, he might go somewhere else. Watching what happens with Chris Paul and LeBron, I, I think is really interesting. Because Chris Paul, I think I think LeBron wants to play with Chris Paul while he still has prime left or whatever's left of his elite level of production. It sort of feels like it, doesn't it? That's like that. Which brings me to the Lakers, because to me, that's where Chris Paul might go if he doesn't sign. Oh, up. you think so? I haven't heard that at all. That's I haven't heard that because they had the most cap space for um, they had the most cap space for um, creative shit, uh, and they have some other interesting young pieces to to build around. LeBron went with Chris Paul over there. I could see that. I don't know if they they couldn't add like you know George on top of that, but maybe in a sign trade they could work something out. Um, so I could see that happening. Especially, that would mean they're giving up on Lonzo Ball. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah, and look, if you're the Lakers, of course you give up on that. <laughs> yeah, I would, but I mean, because I think Lonzo Ball's garbage. Um, um, but so that, that to me, I think is a legitimate possibility here, because um, that's the only place that I think Chris Paul could really go, where LeBron could also go. Right? It doesn't feel like that makes them a contender, though. I don't think Chris Paul, LeBron, and 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 what? Ingram, Kuzma. Yeah, I, I think it makes them. Dirk Lopez. That doesn't feel like a contender to me. Uh, I sort of. Feel if like... you think they're going to have to give up some of their young pieces in order to get there, like, uh... I don't know. I don't see Brooke Lopez as being a part of that. Actually. I think is he a free agent too? I can't remember. What's that? He might be a free agent. I can't, they're going to have to give up some of their stuff in order to pull that off, and I think that worsens them in a way that. I don't know. I think I, 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 whatever they do, I don't think they're. I don't think they could be compete with the Warriors slash Rockets. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I sort of feel like when you have those key places, those key pillars in the, in the first place, and then the then the rest of the Lakers roster seems much more dynamic as far as role playing is concerned. Those guys as stars, I'm not buying for a second uh, on the Lakers squad. Those guys as like really interesting complementary pieces that are growing alongside those guys. I, that 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 becomes interesting yeah uh, i don't know i just don't think lebron wants to deal with that shit all right maddie are we gonna talk about our nightmare before we talk about the nightmare have you seen the shit that's like the warriors are making plans to pair lebron with durant and curry yeah what the fuck i i, I was reading in uh, uh mark spears uh, uh new york times piece that one of the franchises that lebron's gonna talk to is the warriors i'm like what the fuck are you talking about there's no way he wants to play for that franchise. That I, wouldn't, is- I wouldn't think so. And I think it would have to happen. So here's a couple of the, the nightmare scenario, Pat, in that case. Is for that to happen, it would have to be a sign-in trade, obviously. And I, I, I think it might mean getting Draymond Green in Cleveland. <laughs> I, I might be into that just to, just to see Draymond be marooned on the carpet. <laughs> Just, just, just shit on him. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you gotta play in Cleveland half the fucking year. <laughs> so the the other that's funny. The other upside to me it would just be him coming out here and then me shitting all over Warriors fans who've been talking shit about LeBron for the last four years. Oh my god, that would be a slight upside for me. I was because I I think you and I had the take of we'll root for him wherever he goes. It'd be tough to do in Golden State and tough to do in the other team that we're going to talk about. But that started to make me feel like, nah, I just start 
rocking LeBron so hard and yep. shitting all over the Warriors and their franchise. Great troll mode. Um, mm-hmm. What? But but seriously, this is a real serious thing that he would even like entertain. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, that would look so bad for him. I feel like. I don't. I don't think he would. Yeah. No. I don't think. I don't think he actually has any. I think he wants to actually slay giants. You know and. Part of why he went into the Miami Heat move was not to join the Giant. It was because he wanted to slay the Celtics. He yeah. the Celtics Giant that was that he didn't feel like he had the tools to beat uh, in Cleveland. Uh, that's the difference between what LeBron does and what uh, Kevin Durant does, who says, this is too hard, and I want to just join the team that's already won everything. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the one thing that's really remarkable, most remarkable about the Warriors' victory and, and their championship wins is just, just how unremarkable they are. How boring and how no one cares. There's no, there's nothing really compelling about what they're doing, uh, and I think that it will go down. Like just Durant's going to do amazing things, and it it's going to be taken for granted because he took the easiest path and destroyed the best challenger to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's such a really weirdly unheroic move in a way that like we used to say something about LeBron when he went to Miami, but like you could really you know, recast that narrative by saying, no, he went to form a new team to be able to take down this other juggernaut that he couldn't take down. Yeah. That's a very different narrative. Um, anyway, so getting back to the Celtics, as we were hinting at. Oh, Jesus, man. This feels really possible. I had totally dismissed it, and when you start laying it out, you're like, oh, God. If we're thinking – Leave aside how much LeBron hates the Celtics because he did once say, like, if you put my mother in a Celtics jersey, I would like run her over. Or something. Yeah. Like, he hates the Celtics as a, as, a, as a franchise, but he respects the organization. He respects Brad Stevens. Like, they've got a lot of great pieces. Uh, they could give us a decent return uh, and still have the, probably the most stacked team for LeBron to uh, take on the Warriors with. You add LeBron to that team, that team is going to be- Well, that's what's amazing is the trade I, I would have to be for Hayward, I think. I think so, yeah. Because Hayward's making 30-something million. You could almost do it straight up, I think. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have to give anything else. We'd probably get some draft assets back, I would hope. Um, and then it's LeBron, Kyrie, Brown, Tatum. I mean, Jesus, Brown, Tatum, Horford. What the Ooh, fuck is that team? That's a murderer's row. No one short of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Switch everything. Kyrie's the only weak link, but he's gotten better on defense. But still, like, oh man, a lot of help defense there. Jeez. That's devastating. <laughs> oh, I mean, when you think about it like that, I was like, because I, I, like I said, I had totally had it dismissed in my head. And then I read that article and I was like, oh, fuck. That's. Oh my God! Then you got Rozier, smart. Uh, hopefully, they get rid of Morris. I think LeBron would require that. Um, I hope he would. I would be really they mad did. if LeBron Celtics they didn't, they didn't get rid of Morris. Um, yeah. I mean, he's sort of redundant at that point too. I mean, could we get Rozier back? Maybe that sort of be nice. Yep. The holy is a little redundant from that, but it's like I think it gives us the best return, even if we then want to go trade Hayward later to, to further the rebuild, because it's not like we're going to be Hayward in, in love, yeah. But whatever. Um, it gives us the best return. It makes them fucking filthy. Yep. 
it shits on Kyrie a little in a way that makes me happy. Oh, it's the same thing. Same thing as it's the same thing as you were saying about the Warriors. Yeah. Watching uh, Bill Simmons and and uh, Celtics fans turn around and act like they've loved LeBron all along is yeah. fun to watch. Actually, to be honest, Maddie, we say it'll be fun. It'll be it. It'll be incredibly uh, aggravating. <laughs> oh yeah, like, I, you know, I'm just fine. those are my two. Remember, Patty, we said there were two. If he can go anywhere, and we'll be absolutely fine. I mean, I think we, you and I, are both in a position. We're gonna rep LeBron hard forever. For sure. Now. For sure. And even if he went to one of those cities, I'd rep him hard. Yeah, uh, it would sting me. They're going in, and we were like, that would just fucking. That would be the worst if it was one of those two, and that is that is still the case. It would suck. Agreed. That would suck. It would definitely, definitely, definitely suck. Um, I mean, I'm not even entertaining Golden State Warriors. He's not going to the Golden State Warriors. He's not going to play for the Golden State Warriors. Take it to the bank. Like that's a zero percent chance. That's a negative hundred percent chance. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. Uh, Celtics might though, and I can still live with that. I'll I'll become a. <laughs> I'll be a LeBron fan. Be changed for LeBron and Celtics jersey. It'll be everybody else in that team. <laughs> oh God, him in green. Oh man. Oh man. What's more instantly nauseating to you, him in green or him in Golden State yellow? I think him in green. <laughs> him in green too, because I've seen him in Cavs yellow, so it's a little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's had those colors already. It's just how nauseating it was to see Kyrie in that green. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> One wild card to throw in here. I have been seeing some chatter on Twitter today from a couple of di- different sources um, that LeBron's going to sit down with Pop and the Spurs. Yep, I've seen that too. I mean, I, who knows what Ka- Kawhi's health is like, but LeBron and Kawhi and Pop and the rest of that young core-ish thing, I, I don't hate that. Uh, I, it doesn't seem like on paper to be the best team that you can go to. But man, Yeah, and I don't know what they – LeBron, Kawhi, and Pop, I kind of love the shit out of that. And I also like the Spurs. Like, the Spurs I can definitely get behind. Oh, I, yes. I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be repping the Spurs so hard next year if that happened. Here's the interesting thing, Maddie. If LeBron goes to the Rockets, Sixers, uh, or Spurs for any reason, I'm buying a LeBron jersey from that team. Probably. Definitely not buying a Celtics jersey of any sort, even if LeBron's name on it. Uh, no, no chance. No chance by that. Sixers, I could do for sure. Rockets feels weirder to me for some well, reason. I but, long, but but I could do it. I would never buy a Lakers jersey, a Celtics jersey, or uh, a Warriors jersey. Like that's yes, just- yes, unacceptable. I agree. Uh, but Spurs, yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. heartbeat. I always sort of like the Spurs. Yeah, love that All right. Um, Any other? I mean, you hear all sorts like somebody. I think Richard. Richard, somebody was, I saw on Twitter was like, no, I think Portland because of the Nike connection. What the fuck is going on? Somebody on Cavs Twitter said that the other day. It was like, just, let's just get this over with so I can stop hearing people throw out these terrible takes about where he might end up. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm actually excited about this. I'm in a good place. I'm excited to see what the Cavs do with the draft. Um, um, oh, oh, we, should, we haven't talked about the draft at all, but just briefly, um, I like that, um, that kid out of, uh, I think it's Duke, right? Um, who I think will be available in that spot. He, he, he's gotten like uh, 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 overshadowed by uh, Marvin Bagley, but he's really good. Which uh, one are you talking about? I remember his name, Wendell, I want to say his name is, which is a terrible name you want for, for a basketball player. Uh, yeah, Wendell Carter. Oh, Wendell name. Carter. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he's 6'10". He's, he's not like the most athletic, but he's very fast and quick and you know, can, can guard most positions like TT, right? He's, like a, he's, he's a TT that can shoot. Mm. That's the thing. Like he, he's he's a monster on the boards. Uh, he actually has some polished game on, under the basket, uh, but more importantly, 
he can shoot the lights out. He's shot over 40% from three and, and, uh, um, and good passer. Um, he can play strong defense like TT, monster on the offensive boards. Uh, I mean, I like that. I like the shit out of that. It seems like we're going to get somebody real. Yeah. I'm looking at the draft. Like, like uh, somebody else's mock, mock, mock draft has Michael Porter falling to us. Right, which would be all. I, yeah, that would be fantastic. So I like whoever we're going to get um, out of this. But, but, um, but it'll be key to see because I'm worried about us like drafting somebody uh, that uh, – what. Uh, I'm worried about oh, that Gilbert likes. Yeah, the Gilbert likes or two because we're worried about lining up a trade that's not not going to do anything because LeBron's going to leave anyways, right? Like, you, you right. Know, that's that's the worst thing to me is that we get into a weird game where we're trying to keep a foot in both worlds and just end up fucking it all up. Yeah, it's frustrating. So I, just, I hope we just you know like trade the pick in love for something and then LeBron leaves anyway and then uh, yeah, that, that's, fuck. Suck. that's for, possible. Yeah, exactly. It it definitely is possible. But I like that because that's a guy that you can definitely build around uh, uh, year after year. Um, anyway, do you have a prediction? What's your prediction versus your preference for what LeBron does? Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 gone. He's gone a hundred percent. I guess my I, I I honestly don't know that I can make a prediction. Really, I have I have no clue. I have no clue where he's going to go. I think I think the there's so many options around the table. And I don't know what he's interested in. I don't know what the other moving Pete like. He can he can orchestrate a lot of shit. So I think there's there's stuff that can happen that we haven't thought about yet, um, and players that could move that we haven't thought about yet. Though I, I feel, this is going to be the craziest off season in the NBA in a long which is, time. Which is saying something. It, it, it is saying something because last year was so crazy, sort of out of nowhere, right? That wasn't free agents going last year. It was all the big movement. Was, was the Paul George trade, the Chris Paul trade, the the Irving trade, all that year, stuff was not even free agency. That, the year before that was crazy with Kevin Durant making the most cowardly decision. Yeah. The year before that was crazy. The year before that yeah. was crazy. Love it. Oh, my God. Just nuts. But this one feels like it could be even more bonkers because LeBron's such a seismic shift. Um, it's it's the offseason to end all offseasons, man. <laughs> it, it is. So I don't I, – I, I honestly have no – no prediction. I, I I don't know. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I guess my preference would probably be Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess. I what about you? Uh, well, yeah. I I I, I kind of agree with you. My preference is Philly, um, just because I'd be so hyped to uh, uh, rep LeBron on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Philly. Like Philly's one of those like like. It, it, Suffering sports talentish kind of places, you know. Oh yeah, we, there's a there's a kindred Cleveland spirit there yeah. for sure. I've always been a big fan of of most Philly teams. I was happy to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, there's no Eagles or or Phillies rivalry. The Sixers and the Cavs have never really had a thing. It's sort of how like I was in the '90s with Boston teams. I used to like Boston teams because they were they had so much, aside from the Celtics had so much sports suffering, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I felt that kindred spirit, and then they became this most insufferable. The uh, uh, fan base in all, in all the world. Um, so yeah, my so my preference would be for the Sixers or the Spurs. I'm just gonna say the Spurs. I think seeing LeBron and Popovich is just awesome. That would be really fun to watch. And, and Kawhi, that just sounds like awesomeness. Um, my prediction though is that I will. Here's well, 100. I think LeBron wherever he goes will be playing with CP3. I think, either, mm. I think it's either the Rockets or that we are the, the Lakers. Some other thing I can't I can't predict right now. Yeah, 
Um, one second, buddy. Um, it's going to be wild, whatever happens. That's how I feel. Like I think, I think the whole league's going to be reshaped this offseason. But I also guarantee this, Matty. I think LeBron returns to Cleveland in four years um, to, to, to finish out his career. To play with LeBron Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> that would make me so happy. How, how that'd be so amazing. Oh my god. No, but I, I especially if he came back as the if he if he ripped the <laughs> franchise away from Gilbert somehow. No, but I do think LeBron, no matter what happens in his career, he's gonna play his last and final season in Cleveland. I think that's I think that's a guarantee. Yeah. I think he wants, I think he wants to end the final his final season in Cleveland. Uh and then immediately have his jersey retired like at the end of the year. <laughs> that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> just come back and set some final records. Yep. Exactly. Pass that, pass Abdul Jabbar, do whatever the fuck else he wants. Yeah. That'd be great. Hey, Patty, this is like, you know, for, for what happened and what's going to happen, this is such a hopeful podcast. And I, I just like Ooh. to say, uh, that feels good. It does feel good. Right. And that was doesn't that- it. We're in a good space, man. Good One, we got it. We had the greatest player of all time. We've been repping like that for a long time. Um, he earned it. It feels good. I'm happy for him to cement that wherever he goes. He's number one in my heart forever. Absolutely. It's great. I'm gonna be a huge LeBron fan. I'm gonna be an insufferable LeBron supporter, uh, no matter where he goes, uh, the rest of his career and, and beyond. And you know, I can still amen. Hold- I'll be rooting for him, whatever he ends up doing I can, afterwards. I can still hold out hope that he eventually buys the Caps. Um, yes, which Petty. He he also this year had had my favorite tweet of the year, which was the "you bum" tweet to Trump. <laughs> That's MVP level shit. Yeah. <laughs> you bum. <laughs> he already said he wasn't coming. Therefore, there isn't an invite. It used to be an honor before you showed up. Uh, the best man, just crushing him. He's just—he's <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. Uh, it's amazing. There's like a percent chance that he does own the Caps because you know he wants to. You know we'd love to be able to just like live in Cleveland full year round, right, with the rest of his family. I mean, because he can travel the world wherever he wants to be. And and to help be a part of building up his hometown in Akron, like he mm-hmm. better way than running that franchise. Uh, you know, this can be he'll find a way to do it. He'll have the money. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe have to do some extra stuff. But uh, I, I'm, that'd I'm, be awesome. I'm so excited to watch him. I really appreciate him as a yeah. as a person. Absolutely. And I'm excited to watch whatever he does. I'm excited to root for him for the next few years and see him do some great shit. Yeah. Amen. We, we were lucky to have him in our lives, Patty. Yeah, amen. We're lucky to have him on our team. We're lucky to have that championship, and I'll I'll rep him whatever, 11, whatever may come. Eleven years of having the greatest, uh, greatest to ever do it on your team, repping. Yep. What, what more could we ask for, Patty? Nothing. Got a championship. Yep. Well, champion. Uh, I think that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. You would agree? I think so. We did it all. We said it all. We said it all. Uh, Remember, everyone, uh, public service announcement, June 19th is right around the corner. Ooh, yeah. Have some champagne ready. Get game seven up. uh, Second anniversary. And uh, enjoy. Savor it. Savor the sweetness. All right. Until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying.